Hey everybody, it's Eduardo Jackson, founder, creator, CEO of the Cinema Draft Game, back with our friend, our family. It is your boy, it is my boy, it is Jay Devlin. How you doing, Jay Devlin? Uh, it's good to be here, brother. They let me out of the sweatshop. Uh, I was able to wake up in time for an 11 o'clock podcast, which is, uh, which is a life win for me, being able to wake <laughs> up before 11 o'clock these days after working till 4 in the morning. So happy to be here, very excited for this week. Because this week of all weeks, there's going to be a lot more strategies involved. Last week was like pretty, we saw the grouping at the top. The top five or six teams were all very, very close. You obviously took it down. I think this week, we're going to see a little more differenti differentiation between the uh, the call sheets. Amen. Amen to that. And yeah, let's 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 just dive right into it. We were we were so excited. We were kind of giving away some of our best material pre pre record button. So let's kind of get into it. Let's actually, since we've got you back and we've missed you this week, and hopefully we'll get uh, you on for an hour long next week. What do you think, Jay? Uh, bro, Monday it's on, locked and loaded. Let's do it. Uh, and of course, for you guys, it'll be airing on Tuesday, uh, either Tuesday or Wednesday. Uh, so this is your call sheet, and let's you know I'll, I'll stick this on, present to everyone, so and give us a little shout out about your call sheet. Explain to us the theory. Uh, this is a simple one, and I came up with this one very, very late. Uh, I was on the Indian movie until probably yesterday morning. Um, bottom line, I'm sticking with Beauty and the Beast. I mean, it's pretty you know standard strategy. It's going to do 90 million. If it does 90 million, it's going to be tough to not have two of them unless you are projecting Power Rangers to do better, which we'll get to because I think you are. Um, I wanted the best limited release. One limited release is exponentially better than the others. It's the Velcro <laughs> experiment. Yes. There's just like, there's that one and everything else is whatever. And then just a six pack, what do I have, a seven pack of train spotting. Seven stack. The mega right, here's, stack. My, here's my take on this. This movie averaged $34,000 a screen last week on five screens. All right. It's on 59 screens this week. If it stays the same and does 34,000 a screen, which is probably pretty high, it does $2 million. All right. So even if it does, Ooh, wow, that'd be amazing. Yeah, so even if it does half the screen average that it did, it still does a million. That's still 10 points. That's still 13 points for a headliner. And, you know, if you can get a platform release to do a million dollars with the potential, with a ceiling of possibly 1.5 million. That's I mean, pretty I, major. That's very major. How, how am I going to pass that up? Uh, now, granted, you know, people, the theater counts are very important. We understand that, right? People are starting to get a little more savvy by looking at the theater counts, which is which makes the game better. So people saw Wilson. Wilson is on 310 screens. I would oh, love good it. point. I totally forgot about Wilson. With with a name star in uh, an indie role, uh, Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson, okay. So it's on 310 screens. That's pretty fucking plush. That's awesome for a platform. That being yes. said, train spotting has – a bunch of things going for it. For people our age, Train Spotting was a very like memorable movie. It was a very iconic movie for us growing up. All right, like we remember it's the first time we saw. It's a proud to be Scottish. Scott, yeah, it was Scottish. Remember the guy crawling out of the toilet? Like, there's just so many memorable things about it that you know when you saw that movie, you thought you felt like you were in the know. You're like, dude, I saw Train Spotting. I'm cool. So, I think for people our age, which there are a lot of them. Uh, they're going to rush out and see this. They rushed out and saw it last week when it was on five screens. Now it's on 59 screens. It, it just has more like a visceral reaction for people. I'm sure there's a lot of people really excited about it. All the people that are going to like REM concerts still are going to go see Trainspotting. All right. All the, all the people going to talking head shows, 
going to see Morrissey. They're going to go see Trainspotting. So I think it's going to be big. It's got a great Rotten Tomatoes score. Uh, That's right. I was just trying to get there, too. I was like, let's see what this Rotten Tomatoes is. It is great. It's like 83, 90. I know it's high. Yeah. Um, And Wilson, on the other hand, again, 300 screens named star. It just doesn't like it's one of those movies. It's just like Wilson. I don't know what it is. So if I have to like, it could be about Woodrow Wilson. It could be about Wilson, the neighbor in uh, Home Improvement. Forty-two percent Rotten Tomatoes score, by the way, and a terrible Rotten Tomatoes score. Yeah. So in my mind, I'm cutting that theater count in half because of those two things. So I'm playing it as if Wilson's only in about 150 screens. All right. And, and to be uh, honest, if you're going to have a movie like Wilson, you know, one of these, you know, indie movies with, you know, with the name Star, the Rotten Tomato score does matter. The reviews do matter. You're going to need someone with, you know, a real, you know, you're going you're to need that critical support to get you over the hump. So yeah, that's 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 uh, that's really key. And who goes and sees indie movies? Movie uh, snobs. Yeah. Movie oh, yeah. snobs. charged. I'm not your right. name, bro. <laughs> Regular average Joes who like who eat a Taco Bell like me. Don't don't go see indie movies unless the buzz around this indie movie, like let's say, like when the wrestler came out, that was an indie movie, had a great like you know Rotten Tomatoes score. I went and saw that at like the Lamale Theater, which had like rickety chairs. I was like, cool. So movie snobs, when they see a shitty uh, Rotten Tomato score, are going to be scared away by that. Right. Whereas that, train that spotting makes, that makes perfect sense, and I, I've never framed it. it as you know, movies, and then, you know, I guess as a former or sometimes movie critic, I am by default a movie snob, and that's okay. Uh, but I never trained in those type of uh, in, in that type of uh, mindset. But that makes perfect sense, and I, and I like where your head's at, Jay. I like that. Yeah, if Train Spotting does one point five million, I don't see any way I can lose. If we're being honest, I mean, that's well, just one point five million would be huge. But I, I kind of guesstimated that. I think if it does. <clears throat> If it if it does you know twenty thousand per screen on fifty nine screens you're looking at almost one point two million and that right there is a huge win it's twelve, it's 12 points you know across the board for like seven actors plus another two that are going to be what forty percent bonus sixteen point eight oh you're, you're you're crushing you're winning the game right there winning the game and then not, and then nobody can beat me on limited release because I already have the best limited release now you you got to remember that like when going into this like strategy wise. It's okay to punt positions. We always we tend to punt limited release more than we punt anything. That being said, if there is one movie in a limited release category that is going to outgross all the other ones like exponentially, you can't just give up that advantage. You have to do what you can to get that advantage in that screen type because you're just giving up too much of an edge if you're just punting a position where one movie is going to dominate everything else. This is true, and I and I feel like I think in in weeks where where it's going to be you know, a, a huge stars and scrubs. We already know basically two slots per call sheet are locked up. We we pretty much got that. Or or generally generally if like last weekend, you know, everyone's going with the headliner stack of Beauty and the Beast. But and when it comes down to the margins, you have to be super you have to be super careful about what you what you choose and and like you said, you're absolutely right. You can't always like some weeks you can afford to punt. Some weeks you have to be super super discriminate discriminating in, in who you in what you pick for what release type. And you're right, limited does get short shrift uh, lately, but you know, I, I think I think it's it's also seasonal. Um, yeah. I think I think uh, when once it comes like late spring, early summer, uh, you, you see a little more variety with the limited release. Actually I think limited release is 
the, the more the most powerful limited release is usually in the fall. Like uh, like I would mm -hmm. say like maybe late September through you know November ish whatever. That's award season. You get a lot of like you know you know mid tier hits whatever. It's it's you know so right now yeah it's it's kind of tough for limited release. But uh, I'm gonna take a I'm gonna just watch my well, release. Let me put it let me put it more like one more term. Let me try and sure. like, make it a little easier to explain. So like I think that. We don't look at it this way because, like, the limited release is just probably always the last thing any of us look at, all right? But he, the difference – so last week, Hebrew Hammer, for some insane fucking reason, decided to not play Beauty and the Beast, all right? <laughs> now, Beauty and the Beast, it's, it's the same thing. In the wide release category, there was one movie that was just going to absolutely crush every other movie, so you had to have it because you couldn't afford to make up that difference. Right. All right? The same thing now, it might not be a, a – like a 200 point difference where Beauty and the Beast got you 180 and or whatever with the platform with their headliners like 240 and the second movie got 40 million. It, the limited release difference is if like Belco experiment gets you like eight for a headliner and then you don't have anything in Belco and it's you're getting like two points for something that's six points in the minutia when we're all going to have Beauty and the Beast that six points is gigantic. Like that, that might as well be a hundred points. That's six points. Last week we saw the difference between second and fifth to be less than a point. <laughs> so mm -hmm. you're absolutely correct. And then so and so let me let's segue into my call sheet real quick. I I took a different tack. This I, I started off experimenting with this actually on my background talent call sheet. And while I was busy tinkering, someone swooped in and stole my spot. So I got locked out of the background talent. <laughs> well played. Uh, so, but I took the same strategy and applied it to my future presentation. I have been trying to work. You know, backwards, starting you know with the background talent and working my way up through the 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 rungs of the contest as I refine my strategy. And I think this this one has a shot now. So what we're looking at is the cheaper the two headliners in Beauty and the Beast, a headliner stack of Power Rangers. I'll get into that in a second. Uh, headliner stack of the Indian movie this week. It is Filari. Uh, they are only fifty one hundred each, and that afforded me the ability to get a three pack. Of train spot of T2 train spotting, which includes the headliner stack, uh, some exposure to song to song, which I mean, to me, that's it's a bit of a coin flip. I mean, I think I mentioned in an earlier podcast how Terrence Malick is just, I mean, it's Terrence Malick. He's don't know, he's he's not built for box office you know, success, but on 80 screens with, with you know really you know well great cast that had you know decent you know scores and stuff like that uh, from last weekend, I, I think it's I think it's got a shot. And then my limited release, I. I truly did punt. I kind of went with hidden figures. It probably will only get me, you know, one or two points, uh, even as a headliner. I mean, as a headliner, maybe give me three or four points. But I figured. So the the, the math I involved in my head was this: so the Beauty and the Beast, assuming it. So according to our good friends over at Box Office Pro, our infallible friends. Hmm. They they're predicting eighty one million, which is like a fifty five percent drop in Beauty and the Beast. Which seems... that's a big drop. I think that's a very generous drop off. If we're being honest, well, it's it's a big drop, but I but I, I think it's actually at first I, I resisted that big a drop off, but it makes sense, and I'll tell you why because. You, you're going to have a lot of the – first of all, it, it seemed like it was going to be front-loaded regardless. Second of all, you have a competing, for lack of a better term, family-esque or, or childhood property movie coming in with Power Rangers right behind it. And so mm -hmm. I, I think that, that I could – that's definitely going to you know cannibalize some of the second weekend take of Beauty and the Beast. I, so especially if Power Rangers does – 45, I mean, you know, this 80, it, it might even go a little bit lower than 80, to be honest with you. But uh, so let's so let's just say we take them at the word at 81. 
All right, uh, and so with a headliner bonus 40%, you're looking at 113.4 points. Now, I think Power Rangers here is undervalued. It's at they're projecting at 36 million, and I honestly, I and I put the over under on on the on our Twitter this week for 45 million. And actually, now I think about, it, I think it's going to be slightly under. But if this, but if Beauty and the Beast comes in at 41 million or more, I've essentially made up the difference between you know with three okay. actors in the space of two. For Beauty and the Beast, and is that, is that good strategy? To you're paying for three actors for what you could get with two, and you didn't pay, you paid extra to do it. You're paying thirty six thousand nine hundred to make up the difference for an actor that only costs twenty six thousand. So you wasted right, right, ten thousand dollars. Mm, well, yeah, yes and no. What it afforded me to do was have a, an all but one headliner uh, call she where I've got my exposure to T2. And, and now if T2 does do, I mean, what you did, you know, if, that, if T2 does go bonkers like that, I, will, I, I might be – it all kind of comes down to song to song. Song to song holds its own with Trainspotting. And actually, if you look at last weekend's – I know, I'm really, I know it sounds like I'm really trying to justify it, and I kind of am. I'm not nearly as confident in my call sheet as I was <laughs> last week. But I will say this, though. This much I do believe in. This, I mean, with the, the per-screen averages, which is pretty much the only tea leaves we can go with uh, with these movies last week, they were, wow. in, they were in kind of the same neighborhood. Why would you – come on. Song to Song and Trainspotting are like in the same neighborhood as like Compton and Beverly Hills. Give me a break. Right, but, 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 but get this, though. Song to Song is actually going to have – 21 more screens than than T2 train spotting. So they might actually be equal. So if they equal uh, out, if they I equal mean, out box office wise, uh, I'm looking kind of sharp. <laughs> and train, train spotting did three times the theater average last week than Song to Song. And like, I feel like it, I mean, it's not like people said, oh, it's in five theaters, I'm good. I mean, it's only <laughs> going to get more, people are only going to get more excited and be like, oh, fuck, train spotting is in my neighborhood now. I need to go see that movie. It, it really has sucked because I saw a good uh, good review in the Seattle Times online today. I'm like, oh, people are. I mean, I'm not, I'm not look, trying to hate on the movie. I'm just, I just yeah. wish I might have had more exposure to it. Look, like, man, man, I like your strategy. The first thing I did when I sat down was think to myself, how do I not play Two Beauty and the Beast? I really didn't want to. I wanted to be different this week, and I applaud you for doing it. And I, I, I really like. I smiled when I saw your call sheet. Um, you know, I, I might like I said, like I think that where you went wrong, uh, not to critique your call sheet. No, is this, no, 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 no. no we, it, that's what we're here for. Please critique it. Go if for you it. were going to gamble on Power Rangers, mm-hmm. you then needed to just gamble on another movie completely. <laughs> like Slam like, Jam and my best like, boy. <laughs> it, oh yeah, but like that first lineup you showed me in the feature presentation, you gambled on three movies. You gambled on Power Rangers. You gambled on the Indian movie that should honestly, you should just write in the Indian movie now for every week <laughs> instead of what it's called. Um, right. And you gambled on song to song, so like so you could. This, this is definitely a tournament uh, strategy call sheet. Is what you're saying? See, I disagree. I think this is a safe strategy call sheet. I think like oh. this is like a you were too scared to go all in on like you were yeah. ballsy to do Power Rangers, which I loved, but then you needed to say to yourself, "Fuck it, I need something weird to happen because I already need something weird to happen with Power Rangers." Now you need something <laughs> weird to happen what four times with Power Rangers. The Indian movie, Train Spotting, and Song to Song, and you didn't even get the Belko experiment. True, but all, and to be fair, this is one of those weeks where I figured, and, and so this this is also another piece of strategy I'm I'm kind of developing as we go along through this game is that there's some weeks where where yes you you don't necessarily want to punt an entire release type per se, but there's some weeks where it really doesn't matter because look at this projection mm-hmm. if if the highest 
if the highest estimate for a limited release is the Belco experiment, one point eight six. I mean, yeah. one point eight six. I saw two point five. Oh, 2.5. Well, all right. Well, even, even if it's that, even let's say you double that, eh, then you're looking at, okay, 2.5 does make more of a difference, to be honest with you. But if I'm going off of this 1.86, and I honestly have no other places to kind of to, to check, maybe we'll talk about that off air, uh, mm -hmm. or else you're getting your mm -hmm. estimates. But if, if I'm going off this at 1.86, then you're essentially looking at at 5.2 points for a headliner. And honestly, if I can make that up, you know, uh, for, for if, if so, th this does hinge. My strategy does hinge entirely on Power Rangers overperforming. Power Rangers hits forty-five million. I'm looking a bit like a genius because then that gives me like so so because then then that gives me about maybe a fifteen-point cushion between the difference of two Beauty and the Beast and then and difference between a Beauty and the Beast and and two Power Ranger uh, Power Rangers headliners. So I'm banking that this is going to do forty-two million or more. Forty-one million, I th I believe draws me even with this strategy right here. And I kind of have to depend on the others to, to make up the slack. Well, the Indian well, movie to me is a wild card. It's on 75 yeah. screens. Indian these, movie. <laughs> these suckers come in. You know, I'm just not disrespecting this movie, damn it. Phil Laurie, <laughs> our Indian movie of the week, our, our 3F of the week, uh, th these suckers tend to come in hard. On 75 screens, they they tend to get like six, seven, eight thousand dollars per screen. So this even comes in at like, you know, six, seven, eight hundred thousand. This is Death, a really good look. Death taxes in the Indian movie. The only sure things in this <laughs> the world. The first two weeks. Yes, yeah, the first I mean, two weeks. Uh, but here would be my prediction for your lineup. You know I love okay. predicting stuff. It would be your best, like, I feel like what would happen for you is Power Rangers crushes. Let's say right. it's like it does weird, like, Kong numbers where they were off by Kong. I mean, we, we love Box Office Pro, but they totally whiffed on Kong. Mm -hmm. Kong was way better. So let's say, let's say Power Rangers does 50 million. All right. <laughs> Which, which, and just to give you some some uh, context, Deadline Hollywood they love their breathless Thursday night updates. They racked up yeah. three Power Rangers racked up three point six million last night, uh, and which is just hundred thousand shy of Kong Skull Island, which did three point seven million the night before, you know, the weekend before. So but, two uh, weekends. Before. But this is where I think your call sheet might go wrong. Best case scenario, Power Rangers does forty five fifty million. Okay. And then this is just again my prediction. I don't think the Indian movie does more than like. 500 600,000 that's entirely possible too that's but you know and then song to song let's say it does that but then let's say train spotting goes for 1.5 and like you're going to be depressed if power rangers does 45 million <laughs> train spotting does 1.5 and right. then like the indian and song to song just totally let you down when you could have just had all train spottings power rangers beauty and the beast i wasn't brave enough i wasn't brave enough i i like you the, were uh, brave enough to play two power rangers <laughs> That's where my bravery ran out. I only have so much bravery in me for for a call sheet. And then actually, and I want to give a big shout out to Ring Balls 22. He was our feature presentation champion, I believe, two weeks ago. He was the one who who really put T2 train spotting on my I was, radar. As far I was annoyed. As I was so annoyed when I saw that in the chat. <laughs> that was your that was your sleeper hit, huh? That was your sleeper yeah, because I was just like I was I was just monitoring the chat, seeing what people were saying, and I'm like, dude, nobody is even talking about this movie. This is going to be the ultimate Pearl Harbor sneak attack. I'm gonna fuck. They're gonna all wake up, look at my call sheet, and be like, fuck, train spotting. <laughs> you were seven. But, but I think everybody. I, again, I, I'm confident in my strategy. I, you have to be confident in your strategy. I think everybody was just a little too limped, limpy. I was going to say limp dicked, but well, I did just say it. <laughs> you were too scared to go all in on train spotting. So they went like a little sprinkling of Indian movie, a little sprinkling of this and that. And it's just like, if you're going to do it, 
just fucking dive in and do it. You know? well, and so, and here's another here's another call sheet of mine I just want to share real quick. This is me hewing a little bit more to a conventional strategy per se, but unlike you, I didn't do a, a, a mega stack of seven with train spotting, T2 train spotting. But in this one, I have the the conventional you know two headliners from Beauty and the Beast. I've got a four pack of train spotting. I've got the headliner stack from Filari, and then I was able to squeeze enough. Then I had money left over to squeeze in Logan. Which still should get you what about another eight or nine million per se? Is that is that where my eight points coming from, Logan? Oh yeah, eight point nine million. So as a headliner, uh, that should probably get you around 13, 14 points. And then hidden figures, uh, a bit a bit of a punt uh, for the limited release category. So this, to me, honestly, I think if T two will crush, I, I'm not. I'm pretty sure T two will crush. The matter that what I'm counting on is that Filari will either hold its own. Logan will get its points, and that'll be enough to either draw even or barely hold you off to, you know, win call sheet of the week for the second straight week. That, 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 that's that's the thinking behind this call sheet. Okay, hey, dude. I mean, I mean, outside of the game, I saw Logan last week. That movie was amazing. I mean, it was yeah. freaking unbelievably good. Uh, he, he deserves, like, some Oscar nods or something. Like, he was so incredibly awesome. Like, shed a tear. So like yeah, I'm rooting for you in that tournament. You can win a little baby tournament. It's like you can win the league world series. I'm gonna win the world series. I'm gonna win the world ba- the world baseball classic. Well, to be honest with you, all I care about is is winning and collecting my side bets, getting that twenty from you and from and and putting it putting putting IOUs on you and and well, uh, Hebrew Hammer, Hammer didn't get his, was awesome. But he didn't get he, Hebrew Hammer didn't get a lineup into uh, the feature presentation for some reason. Oh this oh he sure did not huh? You know what? Is, Married life made him soft. Married life. Is he in any other tournament? I don't think he's in anything. I don't remember. Uh, yeah, that. he's not in anything. He just he just whiffed. You that or he probably set up a lineup or a call sheet like on on Tuesday and forgot about it. What, what a flat out embarrassment! <laughs> Guy comes in dead last, does a loses a bet, does a podcast, and then disappears. Well, so let's take a look at a couple other call sheets. I want to take a look at Ring Balls Twenty Two. And yes, we will we will shame him in the group chat for his no show this week. Oh, I love uh, Shane Stringer. Shaming him you is know, my favorite thing in the world. You know, uh, but our our side bet's still on, close to the pin. Person with the highest call sheet still wins. Yeah, that's still good. To go. uh, no, actually, I'm sorry. So actually, let's clarify this. Are we going for just the highest call sheet overall? Or are we going for the no presentation? feature presentation only? Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm in on that. I need you. I need to give you a chance to win your money back. <laughs> I'm well, dying I'm out money. on that all week. I'm going to win money off you. I'm going to win money off uh, Ring Balls. He said he's in on the bet. So. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. This is his lineup, right? Right here. This this is Ring Balls lineup. He has a headliner stack of Beauty and the Beast, a four pack of Train Spotting. He gave he gave some exposure to Wilson. This should be interesting. Um, it will sure be. I agree. I'm not sure if it's going to do what he wants it to do, but I'll be interested to see if it pans out. Because once again, this is the same guy who, who when when everyone had a very similar strategy, one had one small deviation, which got him just enough breathing room for him to win the feature presentation. So, so I would never count Ring Balls 22 out. You never counting you out, my man. Well, here's, I mean, my call sheet versus his call sheet. Here it is. If Wilson does better than Train Spotting, he'll beat me. End of yeah. story. Fair it, enough. Unless yeah. Belco Experiment does like three million or does something weird and like does a little bit more, but like right. you know, but like here's the thing: is Wilson really going to crush train spotting? Like it, it's not. I, I mean, it didn't even show up on the list of of, of estimates over here on um on uh, the weekend forecast over on Box Office Pro. So yeah, it's it's not looking good for Wilson. There's zero buzz on it. The Rotten Tomatoes is terrible. I mean, it's got the whole world against it. People <laughs> felt people fell in love with that that theater count. 
which yeah. which is usually a pretty good strategy. But there's always an outlier. Train spotting is that outlier this week, where theater count matters, but it doesn't. I mean, it's in enough screens that it's going to do a lot of damage. Fair enough. True enough. And also, one last one we'll take a look at. It's so hard because all the great players are out this week. Love seeing everyone out here. Smart Ash is out here. Uh, you know, Jaybird's back at it. What's Kelly got? What's Kelly working with this week? You know, and that's exactly what I was working my way up to. Kelly is the one I always love to watch. She always has such great call sheets. She has e. oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. Kelly is Kelly is a great player at this game. Maybe not her best week. So for our podcast listeners, we are Kelly's call sheet includes a headliner stack from Beauty and the Beast. She has she has a three-pack of John Wick Chapter 2. She I don't has hate that. Stack. I don't hate her John Wick call. I think the John Wick call, I mean, it's a little how pricey. Many, how many screens is it on? Is it going to – well, you know what? On this pure screen count basis, 403 screens, Yeah, it's not the worst call in the world. I, just, I don't think it's a bad call. I like the John Wick call. If it does 800,000, I mean, that that's not awful. Well, what's no. it? What's it doing? Like this is. What did you? Did one point one last? It did one point one last week. Uh, so a thousand. So basically, eleven hundred dollars on a thousand screens. So let's just say, for sake of argument, it it makes a thousand per screen. If it yeah. drops to four hundred and three screens, that's that's four, that's four point. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I don't love it. I don't love yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> and then I gotta yeah. love it. I mean, even with the headliner bonus, you know, looking at like six points. Yeah, it's, it's a tough sell for me. But she has a three pack of John Wick. The uh. Headliner stack of song to song, which you know might be optimistic. It is Terrence Malick and the Wilson thing, and then him figures. You know, just you know, it was a stars and scrubs strategy for sure. Just I'm not sure about the job. Not the right scrubs. Yeah, not not the right scrubs. And just like just like I, how I took the draft mom to task last week for I think she I think she chose John Wick too. Uh, I'm I'm sadly have to take one of my favorite players, Kelly, to task about John Wick too as well. So let me ask you this, my man, as we as we uh, bring the sucker for landing, are you going to see any movies this weekend when you're not working your? your uh, I will not be. I will be uh, working nonstop, and then Sunday I will be going to watch NASCAR out in Fontana. Vroom, vroom. Um, yeah, I'm f- couldn't be more excited. It's going to be a great time. I've never been to NASCAR. Fontucky, enjoy yourself. Oh man, like it, it's just going to be. I'm looking forward. We're going to hit Red Lobster after we go to the race. We're just going to remove our stuff. <laughs> no, no, Jalen. Just going with our buddy that Dylan Meeks. podcast, how he loves him some red lobster. Or lo- lobster, actually, period, I think. Lobster. He loves lobster tempura. That's his uh, at, at, at 21 Prime or whatever it's called in Miami. But uh, going with Dylan Meeks, our resident southerner. He's from Mississippi, so he is taking a bunch of us to NASCAR to navigate all the incest and all the jean shorts and all this stuff. <laughs> Tom Fullery that will be going on down there, so it should be uh, should be a good time. Oh, I, will be che- I, will, I will be checking feeder results while I'm watching those cars make left turns. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Oh goodness, Grant, I had the sun. Ah, that's not what I want to see the show. Okay, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we are just messing up over here. Anyways, yes. Um, I have a do not disturb my Slack. Why do people try to email me on my Slack? Damn it. Okay. Anyway, so yes, we are bringing in for landing. Sounds like a great time out in Fontucky. I I think I'm going to see one of either Life 
or Power Rangers. I'll be very shocked if I get both in. Got a lot of work ahead of me this weekend, so we shall see. Uh, but uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be a very interesting weekend. Once again, the game will be decided in the margins. Looking forward to seeing all your wonderful call sheets. Looking for some surprises. Show, you know, someone come out of, out of the pack. We we tend to have a, a fairly consistent crew up in the top five. Someone break through for us. You know, so, someone show us something we didn't think of or consider. You know, have a movie breakout and just kind of surprise the hell out of us. That's what I want to see this weekend. Uh, no, I just would like to see myself at the top. Of, I, this is the first time, the first time I've played the same call sheet in all the contests. I've never, I usually just seven. Did you hear that? Uh, and I'm usually very anti that because I think like like it's fun to mix and match and do whatever, and it's not fun when one person wins everything. That being said, I can't wait to win everything. You're out to win everything. You're like, yo, yo money, you got to pay up. You're out to win everything. I respect the hell out of that. I love your lineup. I'll see you in the DFS streets, my man. Uh, yes, thanks sir. for joining us as always. Oh, you know, plug your show. Mostly sports. Uh, mostly sports, iHeartRadio, UBN Radio, every Tuesday live, 7 to 9 in studio. Uh, yeah, just uh, throw in the Google machine, mostly sports, and uh, give a listen on iTunes, wherever you can find it. Thank you, brother. Excellent. Thank you for joining us, Jay Devlin, fam of the pod. Find us at all of our social media, usually at Play Cinema Draft or just at Cinema Draft. And send your friends to cinemadraft.co. That is cinemadraft.co. Sign up, subscribe, all that good stuff. Tell your friends, tell a friend. Let's get these numbers up, people. Oh, and also support our Thunderclap. It is a organized social media flash mob that is set to detonate on April 2nd. If we get 100 supporters to our our social to our thunderclap then we will or more like i will double the first place prize in the feature presentation and almost triple the prize pool for the week of april 6th so click that link on our facebook page or our, our social media page is also pinned on our profile on at play cinema draft on twitter support the flashball it is free it is you cost you nothing it just shows your support for cinema draft and let's get those numbers up and support the game thanks everybody for listening and this weekend you know what to do go see a movie or something